Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's out in the night out. You're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelt, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nightmare Jones here once again for another edition of the Best of Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee, and holy crap is my Best of Talk Podcast bill mug cold as crap tonight. Wow. Put this thing in the freezer and holy crap. Whew. I'm looking forward to some cold, cold beer tonight. I got the Rolling Rock, ladies and gentlemen. I am ready to go. We got the High Spot segment. We got the Shoot and Shout segment. We got the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. We got the Fantasy Wrestling segment. We got the Snippets of Truth. And if that's not enough for you, we've got Marcus Mansfield coming on. And, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. Dr. Tom Pritchard. Oh my goodness, what a a a show we have for you tonight. We got so much stuff that we want to talk about, so much stuff that is going on tonight. So ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the night owl. Loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family, welcome in to episode 262 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Jonesy, the Facebook Live is on and popping. My man Dylan's already here. My boy Josh from Georgia is already here. The YouTube is up and running, man. Make sure you guys drop the name of your city as you jump into the live stream and leave us a comment so that we can interact with you and answer any questions that you might have, or just feel free to call in, 657-383-1521. Dude, I heard the lineup for tonight, and I got to tell you, Jonesy, I am absolutely on fire, and I, too, have my WrestleTalk podcast mug on deck, baby, drinking some of that delicious Goose Island IPA in honor of All Out, which was in uh, in the greater um, – was it the Chicago area, right, the Sears Center, whatever they call the place? I figured I'd pick me up some Chicago-style IPA, and mm, mm, 
It is delicious, especially in this Wrestle Talk podcast mug, guaranteed to make your beverage taste 17.5% better. We've done all the research. We've taken all the hard work out of it for you. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab one over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com, Jonesy. Otherwise, bro, I'm ready to go. It's going to be a hell of a show. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. You know, it's it, 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 it's awesome enough that we've got Marcus Mansfield coming on for the second time to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. But to be able to talk to Pritchard is going to be absolutely amazing. A guy that's got so much wrestling knowledge and, and you know, all of the, and the best part about it is that the Wrestle Talk Podcast fans can call in and ask their questions. All you got to do is dial that number, 657-383-1521. That's 657-383-1521. There are multiple ways that you can get to a question to Tom Pritchard, but the best way is to call that number so that, that we can hear you, so that the fans can hear you. And, you know, it's just, it it it, it makes it better when you decide to call in. I mean, we... We are all about the fans, are we not, the night owl? Well, well, we are absolutely uh, Nightmare Jones. And, and let me tell you something, man. We're actually going to do something a little bit new here tonight. So those of you who are already tuning in and those of you who are listening on the replay, consider yourselves very lucky, okay? What we're going to be doing is anybody who wants to get signed up for the press release, that means you get the full detailed press release that goes out to all the media cover, uh, all the, the companies and uh, um, and media outlets that cover the Wrestle Talk podcast. You also get both posters for every week that we have two guests on the show. All you got to do is post your email address either on the YouTube live feed, uh, on the Facebook live feed. Or you can just send it directly to us on any of our social media platforms. Promise you we won't spam. We'll only send you one email a week. And for those who are looking to win free prizes that we do fairly often, for those who want to jump in line and, and, and reserve your spot so you can get on the line with Glacier, WCW uh, Superstar, or guys like Tom Pritchard, if you're on our email list, you're going to get jumped to the top of the line. For contests, uh, to the top of the line when you call in, Again, just get us your email address. We will include you in our weekly uh, a press release, uh, which, again, goes out to all the media um, that uh, covers the Wrestle Talk podcast. And guess what? You could win free stuff, tickets to shows, posters from other promotions, DVDs, action figures, and, and you could talk to some of the very best in the professional wrestling world if you sign up for our email list. I already see a couple of people putting in their information. I think it's going to be a good thing, Joe, and these press releases are also available on the website, but there's nothing like getting the version that the, that the media gets uh, from us, including the two posters that are going to come along with that press release. So everybody, make sure you spread the word. We want All we want is your email address. We promise not to sell it or to spam you, but I think it's going to be a really, really good thing for the fans. Jonesy, I had not filled you in on that. What do you think about it, bro? I think it's a win-win. Uh-oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting word here. Okay, and he's almost that way. Jonesy, I know you heard. I know you were screening the caller there. But, dude, this idea that people who sign up for the email are going to get an opportunity to get on first with the guests, win prizes and things of that nature, bro, 
It's something that I hadn't even talked to you about because I wanted to surprise you. Tell me, man, do you think it's a good deal for the fans out there? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It it sounds like 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 a great 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 idea. As 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 long as the night owl doesn't send any drunk emails. <laughs> Whoa! Wait a minute. I'll tell you what. You're right. We don't want any drunk emails. But our buddy uh, Josh uh, Fields down from Augusta, man. If you remember Josh Jonesy, Josh joined us just a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about his very 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 hot and on fire promotion uh, down in Augusta, Georgia, man. And I'll tell you what, dude, he is volunteering now uh, to donate posters from his show. So whenever Intense uh, Wrestling Entertainment puts a show together, um, and they run them usually over in Augusta, like I said, at the American Legion, some of those posters will be given away to members of the WrestleTalk family. I'm looking at a poster right now. I'm seeing one with Selena DeLorento, and then I'm seeing another one with Joey Ryan on there. So trust me, guys. Drop your email, and we will definitely get you first dibs on interviews, free merch, and anything that we do here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. All you got to do is send us your email, and we'll make sure you get that press release every week. But shout out uh, to Josh, man, and his generosity, bro. Thank you very, very much. And a uh, huge shout out also to uh, King Lewis, uh, Jeremy, um, Josh, of course, Benjamin, Susie, Devin, Jared. And there's like four other people that I can't see anymore on the live feed. So thank you guys for being here. Please tap the screen. We love to see the thumbs fly up and the hearts. And then please share. That's the biggest thing. If you share this broadcast, it means everything to us. But listen, Joe, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing what I always do, bro. I'm just running my mouth here, but I'm excited, bro, because I think this is a good opportunity. But allow me to kind of digress a little bit um, because we need to move on and we need to get into high spots and all that, bro. So. Uh, should we get into Carl Lewis right away or what? Absolutely. Let's go ahead and do this, sir. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could do us a favor and respectfully remove your caps, place your hands over your heart as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. That's America, damn it. Oh. Things tune to my eye every single time. Andrew, tell me, hit that music. Greetings, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for the high spots. This is your chance. To call in and talk about anything that you wanted to in professional wrestling. And, oh, my goodness, we have so much stuff that we wanted to talk about. So I guess the one thing we can talk about is uh, the uh, AEW pay-per-view that was just recently uh, held this past weekend. And uh, you sent me – you didn't send me 
a, a video, but you tagged me in a video of my favorite wrestler, Joey Janela, uh, and he, he, he did a move, and he kind of uh, missed just about everybody, and, uh, you know, you uh, tried to make, make you, kind, you tried to make fun of me, you're like, this is your boy, Joe, Nightmare Jonesy, Jonesy, and I'm like, you know what, you're daggone right, because, see, he's, he is willing to do that kind of stuff. He knows that he's not going to, you know, Joe Janela is just Joe Janela. That's the kind of stuff that he does. He takes risks. Okay, listen. I'm not going to allow you to sabotage this segment and all of AEW by leading off with a discussion about Joey Janela. I'm just not going to allow yeah. it, Okay. I like no, Joey Janela. No, we're talk about, I, I refuse. I refuse to engage in such buffoonery. But you know what? We are going to talk. I'll, I'll go ahead and do you this solid, Jonesy. We'll talk about the match. We'll talk about the match. Okay? Is that fair? Because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about garbage pail Janela. Okay? I'm not going to do it. What I will tell you is that I want to point back to the last AEW show that we discussed. Jonesy, my contention was that Joey Janela has a place. But he needs to be placed in that place. Because if you allow him to place himself, he's going to blow up the place. And not in a good way. What I'm saying is that first match that we saw him in, he was in the ring with Darby Allen. He was in the match with uh, Sammy Guevara. He was in the match with a couple of guys that clearly have an athletic prowess that Joey Janela in his best day could not even come close to. So what do you do with a guy like that? You put him somewhere where he could be successful. Where did they put him? They put him in a triple threat hardcore match against two guys that are just as batshit crazy as he is. And I, I applaud them for that. They kept him in his lane. That lane, you know, where they're breaking cracker barrel things over their head and one guy's putting one behind them and landing on ladders after jumping 15 feet off the air. You know, like the one where the one dude has a bunch of tacks on the bottom of the, the skateboard and then grinds on the other guy's back. Those matches are what Joey Janela is made for. And I think he's very successful at those kinds of matches. But don't put him in a match with Sammy Guevara and then try to make me feel like I'm supposed to be invested in this match. I know Sammy Guevara could wrestle laps around Joey Janela. So don't make me watch that, because two rights don't make a wrong. That's my contention. But congratulations to Jimmy for capturing his first win at AEW. I am starting to become a fan of Jimmy Havoc because of what I'm seeing of him. And you know what? Next week, I know you guys are going to kind of be excited about this. We are going to have Curtis Black on the show next week. For the brand new Blackpool segment where we'll cover all things UK wrestling. Because we're going to do that a little bit. Just like last week we did Lucha Lounge. You remember that, Jonesy, right? With Luchador. Next week we're going to do the Blackpool. But I'm telling you what, bro. Janela did his job. He didn't die. So kudos to him on that one. And honestly, it was my second favorite match of the night for AEW. So kudos to him and kudos to the other guys. Those are my honest thoughts. Just so you can see, I'm not just a hater. All right? I'm just not a couple of haters here. Okay, I'm just being honest about what I'm seeing, and I'm not jaded 
No, well, I should say I'm not completely absorbed in this AEW madness that I can't call something that's out of place when it's out of place. And that's all I'm doing. And I think this last pay-per-view, they did a great job of putting him in a place where he could be successful. So kudos to them. Those are my thoughts on it, Jonesy. What else we got? Um, you know, there's so much stuff that, that, that we could talk about. You know, like Owen Anderson coming in and attacking uh, – uh, as, uh, given the 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 spine buster to uh, Sean Spears, which was absolutely amazing. Uh, Nyla Rose is the number one contender for the women's AEW Women's Championship. Uh, she's going to be wrestling uh, on uh, October second uh, at the AEW's first uh, TNA uh, TNT show. Uh, so that's going to be absolutely amazing. You know, I like Nyla Rose. Uh, she wrestled around the area. Uh, you know, a lot of people have an issue with Nyla Rose because she's a, a, a transgender. You know, they, they they say that it's not fair, that it's a woman, that it's a man that's pretending to be a woman. And, you know, and they totally overlook her ability as a professional wrestler. Nyla Rose is an amazing professional wrestler, but everybody seems to overlook that because of the fact that she's a transgender. So I want to know what your thoughts about that is. Oh, as, as a professional, as a professional wrestler, as a professional wrestling fan, do you have an issue with Nyla Rose? Okay, well, you're opening up Pandora's box here, and uh, and you know I'm your Huckleberry. So let's do this. But I do want to take just a quick moment before I get into it to let you guys know, in about five minutes, we're going to be playing a CM Punk clip that you have not heard. We were able to dig up uh, some audio and video from our friends at uh, Inside the Rope, and CM Punk told a story at StarCast about The Rock that you probably never heard before. So hang out about five minutes, and we're going to play that for you guys. But between now and then, I want you guys to blow up those phone lines because this is a great conversation, and I'm sure everybody's got a different perspective on it. That said, we have one last quick thing that we need to get to. Oh, when you play that, can you please turn it up, Insert Timmy? Gosh darn it, I can't, I can't even hear the damn thing. Can you play it again? <coughs> uh, excuse me. All right, so in, in the spirit of the return of professional football, we wanted to hit that little draft drop. I always love that thing. It always gets me all excited. I wanted to give a huge shout-out to a couple of people. So number one, MEW for putting this beautiful logo on their poster. They've got a show coming up in September. I'm very, very excited. Uh, they built uh, on a huge show uh, over at the high school in Osawatomie. This is uh, the first show that they're going to be having in two months, and they've got an excellent lineup already ready to go. They're introducing a Mid-Continental Championship belt, and then uh, Kit Reaver is defending against Kyle King, and many other familiar faces will be there, including one Johnny Rocco. So shout-out to them. Esports, that's where we host all our events. Shout-out to B-Will and the good folks over there. Jay Hollywood, Pat Milicic, the UFC Hall of Famer at the Conspiracy Farm. Make sure you guys look them up on all social. Anything relating to, to, to politics and conspiracy theories, the Conspiracy Farm is the place to be. And then, of course, KCK Dental Professionals, our very first sponsor ever. They helped us kind of get geared up a little bit so we can step our game up, and we're still working on that. But thank you to them for providing wonderful health care at a discounted price for many, many years now. And then last but not least, man, uh, Rock Bum Engraving. Again, that's Rock Bum's Engraving. 
these beautiful Wrestle Talk podcast mugs. Some of y'all claim to be loyal to the to, to the set, but don't have your your mug yet. And I'm trying to figure out what's up. Do y'all need a loan? Do you need me to do on a, a layaway style? I'll at your boy. We can work it out. But man, you can get it customized. Boom, with your name on it. It's twenty dollars plus shipping. Make sure you hit us up. And if you ain't got the twenty, it's cool. We can do fifteen, and you can just get the mug with the awesome freaking owl logo on the side, man. I'm telling you, it's absolutely on fire. On fire. Just wanted to give a huge shout out to them. All that said, Jonesy, go ahead and repeat your question. I'll get into it, and then we'll throw to some callers because I want to hear from Dewan. I want to hear from Luchador. I want to hear from Susie. This isn't just about the FWC, guys. We want to talk wrestling with y'all. So dial that number, 657-383-1521. Somebody type it out for me, 657-383-1521. That's the number you need to dial to be a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. Jonesy, drop the question on me one more time, Bobby. So, all right, so my question is this. Nyla Rose is an amazing, amazing wrestler. I've seen her wrestle so many times, and it seems that everybody seems to overlook her wrestling ability just because of the fact that she's a transgender. And a lot of people hate on Nyla Rose just because she's a transgender. And I want to know what your thoughts. Do you feel that Nyla Rose is getting a bad rap in professional wrestling just because she's a transgender or I just want to know what your thoughts were. Um, this is a tough one. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm getting, people want to get involved in this conversation. And I told them, Hey, just call in. So Dylan, call in, bro. I don't have a problem with Nyla Rose wrestling men or women. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the people that do have a problem with Nyla Rose. What I have a problem with is the people who refuse to even take the time to do the research. Understand why Nyla Rose is where she is in her career today. This is a very hardworking individual. He, she, however you want to classify And for that reason, I'm willing to give Nyla Rose an opportunity to do whatever he, she wants to do in the world of professional wrestling. But I will tell you something, Jonesy, and I'm going to hold you accountable just like I'm going to hold the rest of the WrestleTalk family accountable. The moment that Nyla Rose hurt somebody because of the God-given strength that he, she was given, then that's when I'm going to have a problem. Because there's a huge difference between a girl punching a girl in the face and accidentally really punching her, and then a dude punching a girl in the face and accidentally punching her. Because for as much as came out of Nia Jax punching Becky Lynch in the face, had it been a dude that did that, we'd be having a totally separate conversation. So as far as I'm concerned, give it a try. I love when Sexy Star faces against the dudes and holds her own. I love the idea of an awesome Kong Nyla Rose match. I'm good with all that. But the lines are only blurred until they're not blurred anymore. The day will come with one, where one of these dudes dressed as a girl hurts somebody. And he goes, shit, that dude shouldn't have been in the ring with that girl. Because I don't care how much makeup she puts on and how many wigs she puts on or whatever. Brother, 
that chick a man, and she's got the strength of a man. So when something goes down, Jonesy, I'm going to look at you and be like, hey, bro, why is that dude in the ring with that 125-pound girl? That's all I'm saying, dog. It's a safety thing. It's a concern to me, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to stand on some political on some political uh, platform here or some religious platform, even though I do have my re- my religious and political beliefs concerning this stuff. All I'm saying is, if my little girl got into professional wrestling, and some dude that outweighs her by a hundred pound in a wig says, "Well, I'm a girl, so I'll fight your little girl," I'm gonna be like, "Nah, you ain't. Like the fuck, you is gonna fight my little girl? Nah, cause <laughs> you ain't." You might fight somebody else's little girl. You're about to fight my little girl. So, listen. The physical attributes are not to be denied. No matter what you believe, Jonesy, and this is all respect, it's all love. I'd love to meet Nyla, get an opportunity to interview. But, dude, the strength is God-given, and nothing will ever take that away. And when something happens, I'm going to be upset. Why were y'all petitioning for this dude to be in the ring with girls? He broke that girl's neck. That's my problem, bro. That That's my concern. And, and and I want to make sure that everybody understands. I'm not hoping for this to happen so that everybody can go, see, Night Owl was right. You should have been listening to what Night Owl said. That's not what this is about. Okay, getting a lot of echo now. Maybe it's me. Okay. Um, so, so my I'll let question... you take over, but let me fix this echo yeah, thing. So, I'm, so I'm, my, question I'm my question to you is this. You say that that you know you like it when when uh, a sexy star was was wrestling people in um, uh, lucha un, 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 underground. If sexy star wrestles somebody in lucha underground, she knows that she's wrestling a guy. She knows that she's wrestling somebody that has more strength than 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 her. If the guy grabs sexy star and gives her a suplex and breaks her neck, are you going to be mad? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's all because I said. When okay. When you book that match, okay. I, okay. and listen, I'm not biased. When when you book that match, you tell them, hey, you need the number one priority is safety. Because if the fans see some chick get her neck broken by a dude that outweighs her by a hundred pounds, that person's probably not going to come back here. So yes, Jonesy, it is not a double standard. I am. I, I feel the same way about both sides, and it's because. I want to see wrestlers have long careers. Most of my favorite wrestlers died or killed themselves. We don't need to go down the list. We know who these people are. But why did it happen? Because of pro wrestling-related injury and CTE. If that's happening man versus man, what makes you think it ain't going to have man versus girl? It's going to definitely happen. I mean, that's what scares me, bro. And, and that's what I that's the only reservation that I have. Sometimes the round peg and the square hole should just stick to what they know. Is it cool to see? Are we breaking some barriers here? Absolutely. It's cool to see, and we are breaking some barriers. But remember, when you break a barrier, sometimes you can't rebuild it. And that's what we got to be mindful of, bro. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to be hateful or spiteful or nothing. It's out of genuine concern, Jonesy. That's where it comes from. No more, no less. Is that fair? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I totally got you. Because people think I'm I'm hateful, bro. People think they're like, oh, you're you're conservative and you you hate all gay people and, and no, I do not. I, I don't hate anybody. I just love the Bible and that's what I believe. 
and that's nobody's ever going to get me off that pedestal. I'm telling you right now. I'm sticking with that one to the day I die. And we'll leave it there. All right, I'm sure we got some callers on the line that want to tell me I'm an idiot and I'm 100% wrong, bro. Let's bring them on, baby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the first person that we have coming on tonight is the f- Jared. What's going on, Jared? How you doing tonight, sir? What do you got for us? Um, I'm doing wonderful. How about you, sir? Good. What do you got for us tonight? You're doing great, Jared. Where are you um, calling from, man? I'm uh, calling from Bunker Hill, West Virginia. Bunker Hill. All right, man. Thanks for calling back in. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, uh, I want to talk to you, I mean, not to change the subject or anything, back to AEW, and I know that y'all were mostly talking about that, but, mm-hmm. uh, what, what do y'all think on, uh, Jericho somehow losing his <laughs> heavyweight championship, <laughs> and, uh, somehow, wait a minute, wait a minute. somehow, <laughs> people are saying they found it and they have it, but Jericho still doesn't have it. He pretty uh, much I lost. We should, get, uh, we should get Jay Hollywood in here for this conspiracy theory about whether or not the yeah. milk got stolen. If anybody, if anybody sees Jay Hollywood out there, he's always creeping. Tell his ass to call in. I want. If anybody knows about conspiracy theories, it's Jay Hollywood. I'd love to get his thoughts on this. Uh, but go ahead, Jonesy. I, I I think that that it is is a unfortunate thing, but I think that. It is absolutely amazing for AEW because it sets them up for a great, great angle. Uh, they can have whoever was supposed to face Jericho next uh, be like, I'm the one that stole your, your championship. But, I mean, come on now. He he got the belt stolen as he was going into a Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> You guys admit that's hilarious. (laughs) Now everybody, like every champion champion. in professional wrestling, independent or or not, is going to be, you know, holding on to to their belts for for dear life. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, Jared, I want to give you my thoughts on the whole deal, man. I, um, when I initially heard the report and we were one of the first people that, uh, kind of caught wind of what was happening and we reported it on our Twitter feed, um, dude, I thought it was great. I was like, this is awesome because there's a couple of weeks now that um, we're going to go without any AEW. And what better way to stay in the news headlines than to have the belt stolen and have everybody wondering what the hell happened? I mean, that is a genius idea. But when I found out that it was actually legitimate, I was like, come on, bro. Seriously? Like, How do you let something like that happen? And truthfully speaking, I was extremely disappointed because we had just had some tremendous uh, social media interaction with uh, with Chris Jericho. Uh, We put out a tweet on on Saturday night that we thought that the Adam Page-Jericho match lived up to the billing. We felt like the color that they had in the match only added to the match and how incredible it is that after all this time, you know, um, Jericho continues to evolve and, and show that he's just getting better with time. So we got a great uh, retweet and a like and a follow from Jericho, and we had tons of people that loved it. But then I was like, bro, how are you going to do us like this? Like, we just put you over, Jericho. We just put you over bigger than you've ever been put over. 
and then you lost the belt at a Longhorn Steakhouse, cuz? I mean, come on! Stupid. Podcast with John Renee. 
Ella Jonesy, I'm getting in my car right now, and I'm driving straight to West Virginia. <laughs> my ETA to you should be about, I don't know, maybe 9 or 10 o'clock tomorrow, maybe noon. And I'm going to take my right <laughs> foot and sip it straight, swift kicking your ass. <laughs> What's up, son? Look out, look out! <laughs>
and take care of each other in that ring and don't let the other stuff distract you. I want to see a good match no matter what the gender is. And thank God we have an industry in professional wrestling that is more accepting than the rest of the world because I'm not, not to plug Dave Chappelle special, but the question came up, you know, Dave Chappelle said, well, what happened if LeBron James was transgender? Would you send him to the NBA and have him score 800-plus points on everybody else? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I'm know if that would sit well with anybody. Not, but, you know, hey, you know, take care of each other in the ring, man. That's my biggest concern. I don't want to see anybody get hurt no matter what gender, race, creed, religion you are, man. Put on an excellent show. Put butts in the seats and put smiles on faces. That's just my two cents. Excellent, excellent thoughts, man. Well, listen, Duane, we're going to put you back on hold, as I know we're going to have you back uh, for the FWC segment at the top of the uh, the second hour. But we do have to transition. So for the rest of you guys wanting to touch on any of those topics, just call us back here in the second hour, and, and we'll cover them. But then we're also going to talk about some of this stuff with Marcus Mansfield, which I'm very excited about because he's got a different perspective. He's been in the business for a long time. So, uh, Jonesy, do me a favor, man. Go ahead and have intern Timmy cue up the music as we kick off our first featured interview of the evening with the one and only Marcus Manfield. Madness, heaven, sin Saw you there and I thought Oh my god, look at that face You look like my next mistake Love's a What's up Mr. Mansfield, how you doing sir? Welcome to the show Wonderful, wonderful, how are you gentlemen doing this evening? Oh, absolutely wonderful Tell you what, Marcus, it's great to have you back on the show, man I am absolutely fired up and excited for everything that's going on in the world of pro wrestling, man. But I know you, sir, are fired up to a whole nother level as you guys have an event coming up in October that is going to blow the socks off all the fans in not only the great state of Missouri, but also southern Illinois, Kansas, Arkansas, Iowa, and all the fans in the surrounding states. Because you guys are not only going to be featuring the future WWE Hall of Famer Kane, but you're also going to be having a seminar with Dr. Bruce Pritchard, who is our second-hour guest. I know how excited you are. I'm feeling a little bit of that excitement as well. Man, let's go ahead and kick it off there, and then we'll work backwards, dude. How much work has gone in to putting in the super show experience on October 12th. Absolutely, man. This show is going to be incredible. Uh, Kane and I, this is something that we've wanted to do since he left for the WWE years ago. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's just been in the works for a long, long time. So what we're doing is on October the 12th in Hannibal, Missouri, we are bringing the Kane super show experience. And Kane will be there for the entire show. But more importantly even than that is he is going to be doing autograph and meet-and-greet sessions as well. So you can come to that, meet, you know, WWE legend, superstar, then come and enjoy the exciting action of American Championship Wrestling later that evening, and Kane will be there throughout the entire show. I mean, so it is truly a once-in-a-lifetime experience for, for this region, 
And uh, on top of that, Dr. Tom Pritchard, trainer to the stars, is going to be offering two separate seminars, one for the advanced workers that, you know, those people like myself that may want to, uh, you know, further their, their, their trade. And, and you can always learn something new, man. And then we're also having for beginners, you know, those guys out there that say, hey, you know, this may be something that I want to get into, but I'm not sure. So we're going to have a beginning uh, seminar as well. So it's just going to be an action-packed day, man, from start to finish. We are super, super excited. And, again, it's October the 12th at uh, Hannibal, Missouri at the Admiral Coons Armory. And we decided, uh, Kane and I and my partner, the searcher, we decided to really make this an intimate experience because, you know, I mean, people go to the, the meet and greets here and there, and, you know, there's thousands of people, and you don't really get a chance to, to maybe have that, that experience that you want. So we have limited the meet and greet to 135 people. We started at 100, but they sold out so quickly. Kane insisted on adding 35 more, and uh, we have, I believe, 15 of those left. And we have limited seating to 1,000 people. That way, it is truly an intimate experience. We don't want people to come back and say, hey, I met a WWE future legend. I went to a wrestling show. We want people to come back and say, man, I've got a memory. I made an experience here. I made it a memory that I'll never forget. That's our goal for the whole thing is you know, to make this a super wonderful day for our wrestling fans and make it an experience for everybody that comes. Well, listen, and you say experience, Marcus. I, I can only uh, uh, preface that by saying learning experience. Uh, whether whether you go there as a fan or as a newcomer to the professional wrestling world or somebody who's like Marcus with some, some seasoning uh, and some experience, I think there's something to gain from it for every fan of every level. Whether you're the front row guy or the new guy or the veteran, when you get an opportunity to be around guys like this, uh, you have to take it, especially if it's within driving distance. I don't care if you're in Chicago, Kansas City, St. Louis. There's really no excuse for you guys not to be there, especially when you've got plenty of time to prepare for it. Marcus, i, I got to ask this. I know you're, you're successful outside of what you do in the world of pro wrestling. We've got some wonderful pro, uh, uh, partners in the pro wrestling business, like the searcher who's also a member of the WrestleTalk family. I'm curious, man, uh, what keeps your wrestling fire burning? Because I know – that you could step away from wrestling and continue to have a great life outside of that, but something just kind of, you know, like the Godfather, right? Like every time I think I'm out, it just sucks me back in. So what do you attribute that to, man? Why do you stay connected and hooked in to the world of pro wrestling when in reality you don't have to be? Well, you know, I I was born and bred on wrestling, man. I mean, I can remember setting up every Saturday night to watch old Central States wrestling and Sunday morning, man, right after church, race home to watch wrestling at the chase. So, I mean, it's been something that's been in my blood from day one. But I, I did step away for a couple of years. But, you know, you just have that longing to, to get back in there and do it. And, I, and the way I look at it is I, you only have a short period of time, man, that you can really be in the ring and do your thing. So you might as well do it as long as you can, and, and you know, until that point where you can't do it anymore. And I, like I said, I stepped away for a little while. My son and my daughters had seen me wrestle growing up, but my, the girls remembered it, but my son really didn't. And he was really wanting me to get in the ring again. And I said, oh, I'll get in the ring for a couple matches and do, do my thing. And then the next thing you know, three years later, we're putting together the, the King Super Show experience. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, awesome. just kind of gets in your blood, man. You can't walk away from it. 
Uh, dude, that that's cool. So you're a lifelong wrestling fan, and you you've never never been able to shake the bug. And the reason I ask that question is because my favorite wrestler of all time, uh, at least big name wrestler of all time, is Stone Cold, and he per- fairly frequently talks about it taking him like over three years to really shake the itch of performing in front of a crowd. Uh, but with you, you know, you've got little kids kind of like, uh, let's just call it the, the, the Goldberg syndrome, right? Like, hey, I was great in my Absolutely. heyday, and my son is young, and he never got to see me. So are you still performing these days on a regular basis, uh, Marcus? Yes, sir, I certainly am. I, uh, You know, I, I wrestle with American Championship Wrestling, and the searcher is actually the head promoter for that. And, uh, for example, we have an exciting show coming up in uh, Warrington, Missouri, on September the 14th, and it's going to be action-packed. Then we have our super show in Hannibal on October the 12th, and then we have another show in uh, Washington, Missouri, on October the 26th. So, I mean, that just tells you over the next few months, you know, what we got going. Um, like I said, I have a life outside of wrestling, so I try to limit it to one or two times a month. But, man, just, just to get in there and do your thing and excite the crowd, it, it's, it's like nothing else. It truly is. No doubt. And I got one last question before I throw it over to my partner, uh, Joe, over there. Um, After all these years of being in the business, and I hear guys talk about this all the time, can you explain, as a guy who's a mentor to younger guys, how important it is to show up early, help set up, you know, be attentive throughout the show, and then stay afterward, help break down, and make sure that you talk to your boss on your way out? I think – that, that's something that gets brought up in memes and gifts and stuff like that all the time, but it's rare to hear somebody actually talk about the importance of those things. I'm curious, especially since you're going into a seminar with Dr. Tom Pritchard, uh, why do you think that stuff is so important, Marcus? Oh, man, absolutely. I'm, I'm really glad you asked that because I just saw a meme the other day similar to that. And, you know, here's my thing. I was brought up that you respected the, the veterans that, that taught you. They paved the way for us so that we could live our dream. And the way I figure it is if you have a promoter that's out there putting their their livelihood on the line, I mean, they're busting their butts. I know the work that the searcher and I have done and our families have done for this Kane Experience show. And I don't really think it's too much to ask the workers to show up a little bit early, help set the ring up, stay a little bit later, take the ring ring down, and, you know, to, to do things like that. And just to have that, that opportunity and to have that experience is, is invaluable. Um, they, uh, as far as, you know, like when I was getting going, um, part of my cost to learn how to wrestle, to, to learn my trade, was that I would be there early, set the ring up. And I started with Kane. So, you know, you hear people say, oh, I, I'm too big a star for that. You know what? You're never too big a star for that. Kane and I would drive two hours to a show, set the ring up, get in the ring for an hour, train, watch the show, take the ring down, and drive home. You know, and we got paid nothing other than the experience of being able to be in that ring. And and that's invaluable. And I think a lot of the younger crew that now come with a philosophy of I'm owed something. And, you know, best words I ever heard was you're going to pass the same people on the – the way up the ladder that you're going to pass on the way down. And I was sitting in a, in a locker room with junkyard dog. And he said the same thing. He's like, brother, he goes, 
I've had the world in the palm of my hand, and I've been kicked around by the world. Always remember, you're going to see the same people going up that you see coming down. And, uh, you know, just to think of the opportunities that some of these kids are given, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. You know, we have a lot of people, of course, wanting to be on the Kane Show. And uh, we really just started the media blitz this past weekend, and we were out doing a lot of postering and things like that. And I, you know, I just like, hey, who would like to come up and help? And I was very, very happy that two of our trainees, of course, showed up to, to do their thing. But we also had some veterans. I'm sure you need to heard of Hawk Elliott, uh, uh, Rough Cut Rick Ruby, The Searcher, uh, Damian Blade, uh, The Butcher was there, uh, some of the referees, you know what I mean, and, and our families. So, you know, Amazing. we're out there busting our butts, you know, to really make this, this work. And for people to say, oh, I don't need to do that, I don't need to do this, it just – to me, it shows that, you know what, you really don't want this because if you truly want this, if you truly want to succeed, you're going to go out there and take every opportunity you can to learn more, to take more, to do more. And part of that is getting there, helping set up, pushing the shows. Man, if I know that I can, I can get out there and work the streets and, and get some tickets sold and have a 500 people at a show versus 50 – well, man, I'm going to get out there and do that. And unfortunately, some of the younger crowd and even some of the older crowd don't do that anymore. And I think these, you know, the people coming in now really need to realize that it is an honor to be in that ring. It is a privilege to be in that ring. And if if you can't see that, then you're you're in the business for the wrong reasons. And it's, I'm very passionate about that. In case you haven't noticed, so I mean, I just I just don't understand people that don't want <laughs> to help. It. Love it. Love so, it. Uh, shout out to Larry, Susie, uh, Robert, a uh, lot of fans of yours tuning in. Sonny, um, well, it's Christopher, another Marcus, uh, and just that are all tuning in. Shout out to you guys for listening to us live. If you want to support the Wrestle Talk podcast, please make sure you share this broadcast and don't forget to visit WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash merch booth for your opportunity to grab a Wrestle Talk podcast mug. Nightmare Jones, why don't you jump on in here, man? I know you got some questions for Marcus yourself, dude, and I don't want to take up all the time. I do. I do. Uh, first of all, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the uh, show. Um, so one of the things I wanted to to talk to you about is something that we had uh, had touched on uh, earlier in, in the uh, show, and I don't know if you keep up with AEW, but Chris Jericho just won the AEW championship and he's already lost it. Somebody stole his championship. And I just want to know what you uh, thought about the whole thing with a, uh, with Chris Jericho losing his uh, his uh, title already. You know, I, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you for the kind words. You know, I was kind of like you guys. I was like, oh, this is a work. You know, here we are. You know, the, the biggest thing going on in WWE right now is who's, who's trying to kill Roman Reigns. And nobody's talking about that. They're talking about Jericho <laughs> lost the belt. That's so true. You know, I mean, it, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I, until I, you know, I heard there was an actual police report, I kind of wondered the same thing. Was it was it a work the whole time? But, you know, I, I, things happen. You know, I mean, bags get lost. That, you know, you have mishaps at airports and things like that. But I was always taught if you're the champion, you're representing, and you always put that bag in your carry-along, and you keep that on you the entire time. That belt never leaves your side. Even, you know, at a at a independent level, the belt never leaves my side. If I'm carrying a belt, it goes in my carry-on bag, and I take it with me everywhere I go. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I have been known as as a referee to uh, a rib a couple of my friends. Uh, there was one time when uh, he, uh, one of my friends uh, who was was a champion in a wrestling promotion, uh, he just left his belt on the table. So I grabbed his belt and was walking around and. Eventually, he realized that he didn't have his belt, and he came and he found me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, so you have been wrestling just about everywhere. Like you, you've won a lot of, of championships uh, in uh, Heartland Wrestling, uh, Powerhouse Championship Wrestling, Central States Wrestling Alliance, Kentucky Championship Wrestling, just to name. A few. Uh, how do you think that the wrestling business has changed throughout the years? You know, I've been very blessed uh, to go a, a, a lot of places around, you know, the Midwest and the surrounding states. And, you know, I've been in it long enough now that I can definitely see the cycle. You know, when I got into it, it was kind of just getting ready to hit, like, the attitude error and all that, you know, was going on. And I saw a real uphill, you know, just a re- skyrocketing. And then I saw it kind of come back down. And I really feel that now wrestling is getting to that point where it's getting ready to peak again. I mean, we've got a lot of excellent independent organizations out there. You've got AEW coming in to to give the WWE some competition. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's an exciting time. But, you know, the thing is, is like if we all know our role, there's something there for all of us. You know, uh, my opinion. AEW is never going to surpass the WWE. I mean, they're a mega giant, but there is a place for them. There's a place for Ring of Honor. There's a place for TNA, and there's a place for American Championship Wrestling where, you know, do we ever think we'll overtake the WWF? Absolutely not. But there is a place for us to put on shows and draw two, 3,000 people and give people the kind of shows that they want to see. And I think that's what what's really excites me right now is these are opportunities for all of us and we have a chance to to really do something and make people stand up and take notice. Absolutely. And and my last question uh, before I, I send it to uh, back to Renee is I've came across uh, quite a bit of, of wrestling fans, and and this is what what drives me crazy is I'll come across wrestling fans, and and they say that they're big wrestling fans. But then they tell me that the only wrestling that they watch is one company. They watch the WWE. They don't watch independent wrestling. They don't like independent wrestling. And, you know, what what what, what are your thoughts about somebody that that doesn't watch independent wrestling? I, I think they're missing out. You know, um, I, I love the WWE. Don't get me wrong. And, I mean, of course, you know, number one Kane fan. And I watch all of the, you know, the Ring of Honor. I'll watch New Japan. I'll watch, definitely I'll watch AEW. Uh, But the thing is, is when you go to an independent show, the guys have the same passion, the same drive, the same desire as the the WWE. John Cena has no more desire than anybody else that's in an independent organization. But when you come to an independent organization, the guys are still putting that, that same effort, that same love into the ring, but also you're getting to have a more intimate experience. You know, they will interact with the crowd. They will be there in the crowd. You're going to be able to interact with the wrestlers. You know, you're going to get to slap hands. You're going to get to get autographs and intermission, things like that. I mean, that independent wrestling is just an opportunity for people that are true wrestling fans that truly get involved and enjoy something 
that uh, may otherwise be unattainable for them. And also the prices are there as well. You know, you can come to an independent show, spend, you know, $10, $15, $20 and have a front row seat. Whereas if you're at a WWE show, you're going to be paying 65 to 100 for that. I mean, so it's a, it's a real opportunity for especially for families. Like at American Championship Wrestling, we're very family-oriented, oriented rather. And uh, it gives families a chance to come and just enjoy that, that family atmosphere, but yet see the hard-hitting action. I mean, it's just people that don't go to independent wrestling are truly missing out on something. Well, I'll go ahead and jump back in here, Jonesy, man. Uh, I know we got a lot of wonderful people watching us right now through, uh, throughout the live stream. Shout out to all my folks from the KWA. Uh, I see you, champ. I see the social media champ checking in. Uh, Marcus, really, there was only one last question that I had, and it is pertaining to Kane. I'm sure you get a lot of these all the time, so I'm sure you're used to it. There was a promo uh, from way, way back when where The Rock – Hulk Hogan and Kane were all in the locker room and they were getting ready to team up and go against the NWO when the NWO was a part of the WWE after WCW had sold and all of that. And then Kane came in and cut the most amazing promo that I never thought we were ever going to get from Kane because before that, as we all know, he was the cane that we all remember from the Attitude Era where he didn't say anything. He had Paul Bearer, and then it was the cane kind of like with the little voice thing on his throat. But before this, we had not seen all of this personality and bravado from Kane. I know you know exactly what promo I'm talking about. Dude, as a close personal friend of his, how psyched were you when you got to see him actually, like, let loose? Because he's, he's a politician in Kentucky, and he's, he's doing a great job from what I understand. So the man's got talent on the mic. He was just not given that opportunity until later on in his career. And I think that promo, if you could put a timestamp on it, would be one of those moments where we started to see who Glenn Jacobs was and not so much, you know, the scary seven-foot-tall cane. For you as not only a friend but also as a fan, how excited – how exciting was it for you to be able to see him, to be able to break out his shell and do that? Uh, it was very nice. You know, I mean, you know that, like you said, for, in the beginning, you know, he, no voice whatsoever, then, you know, using the voice the voice mic and, and that sort of thing, the voice box. Uh, to actually see him be able to, to break loose and show the people, you know, who he was more so than the character was, was really, really nice. I mean, he's very articulate. Uh, I mean, he has a degree in English literature, so I mean, the man's very smart, as you can see. So I mean, it was it was very nice to see him to be able to take a piece of him and inject it more into into the character, and you know, make make it even more his own than it was to begin with. And that was just uh, an exciting time for him as well. <laughs> no, no doubt. And I guess my follow up question is, and maybe you can answer this for millions and millions of wrestling fans out there: What the hell is a Canaanite? Can you explain to me what a Canaanite is? <laughs> well, Can you explain I guess to me what that is, Marcus Mansfield? That is something that he came up with. Of course, you have the biblical city, you know, Canaan, uh, land of Canaan. So, but he uh, right. he just kind of took that, twisted it. Of course, he was bannering back and forth with the Rock, you know, and that type of stuff. So you had to, had to come up with something. So he's like, hey, I just want to give a shout out to all my my Canaanites out there, and. 
Of course, Missouri's full of Canaanites because that's where he's from originally. So, you know, it's we're, we're going to have a lot of Canaanites in Hannibal, I hope. Uh, that's awesome. And that's something that I did not know. I did not know uh, that Cain uh, was originally from the state of Missouri, man. You learn something new every day. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I do want to give one more shameless plug before you before you guys go from me. It's, uh, tickets oh, go ahead. Are oh, please. Go, go ahead. Uh, tickets to the uh, the Hannibal Cain uh, extravaganza will be available on www.eventbrite.com. That's www.eventbrite.com, or they can give me a call at 573-213-9620. And uh, all, you know, like I said, we have a few meet and greet packages left, uh, lots of, you know, several, we've got a few general admission tickets left. So, I mean, we're excited about it, ready to sell them. And if you're hoping for a sellout and planning for a sellout, so if you want tickets, man, people out there better get on it quickly. Again, that was www.eventbrite.com, and Eventbrite is E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E, and uh, or they can reach me at five seven three two one three ninety six twenty. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, that is ACW October twelfth going off, man. And I'll tell you what, these sorts of shows do not happen all the time. Glenn Jacobs, Kane, Tom Pritchard. Marcus Manfield, the searcher, they're very, very busy men. And I'll tell you what, when they put a show like this, they put everything into it, and they're usually not going to do one right after the other. So make sure you guys go over to American Championship Wrestling on Facebook for more information. Marcus, thank you once again for coming back on the show, man. You're always an honored and appreciated member of the Wrestle Talk family, brother. We hope to catch you very, very soon again. Thank you guys so much for having me. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Likewise. Peace. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Um Marcus Mansfield. Wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go on the break for two minutes and thirty seconds and when we come back, we're gonna have the FWWC segment. So ladies and gentlemen, get yourself ready, go use the restroom, do whatever you gotta do. We will see you back in two minutes and twenty seconds. Things, magic, madness, heaven, sin. Saw you there, and I thought, Oh my god, look at that face. You look like my next mistake. Love's a game, wanna play. Hey, hey, new money, student, I can read you like a It's over. It's the hard work worth the pain. Get along with all that 
nightmare dressed like a daydream. So it's gonna be forever, or it's gonna go down in flames. You can tell me when it's over. Yo, what up? Night Owl. Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, and all the best guests. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalksPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the FWWC segment. Night Owl, are you ready for this show? <laughs> Intro Timmy, play my music. That's right, my music. My music. Viva la raza. Wait a what's going on, my familia? Jonesy, Jonesy, Jonesy. Oh. Don't mind that noise in the background. Night Owl is on a bit of a timeout. I decided <laughs> that because the blue brand locker room wanted to spend all day disrespecting me that I would show how big my webbles are and take over this shitty Wrestle Talk podcast that has been doing the same boring dribble since the day that it started. And that is no discredit to you, Josie, because I know you try your best. You try your best to keep the night owl in line. But no, he always wants to stick to the rules and plea nice and be nice to all the fans. Well, guess what? For the next couple of minutes, or at least until he breaks the lock, I'm taking this shit over. So let's have us a fun <laughs> FWWC segment. What's the phone number again? I don't know. This show fucking sucks anyway. What's the phone Six. number? Somebody type it out or some shit. And by the way, Six, Night Owl's beer is fucking fire. You can't tell me he's not putting this on the company credit card. It's some good beer. 657-383-1521. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 657-383-1521. Our first caller, man, this, this should be a good one. I mean, it's our, it's our favorite person, Elmata. Hardcore sis. Hello, Hardcore sis. How you doing? What? Oh, hell no. Why? Why does she got to go first? Oh, now, Elmata, you know you wanted to talk to me tonight. You know how much you love me. We we shouldn't even have any callers when Elmata makes a rare appearance on the FWWC segment. On the WrestleTalk podcast episode. What What is this? Damn, how the hell have y'all lasted 262 episodes? 262. You're lucky. You're lucky that I'm here, and you're lucky that you're even getting a chance to come on, Hardcore Sis, because when Mata's here, only I should get the opportunity to talk. You should be lucky to have me here. Well, you know, El Mata, 
I am currently the GM of the blue team, and I actually have some breaking news. <laughs> Intern Timmy, could I have that breaking news thing that you all do? <laughs> you see, all week, gentlemen, Hardcore Sis has been nice, and she's been sweet, and I've even had to take some gruff from a few people on the blue team who think that Hardcore Sis doesn't belong as the GM. <laughs> even one guy on the GM on, on the blue team made the remark earlier in the week that Hardcore Sis is mad because there's affections that don't want Hardcore Sis. Well... <laughs> Hardcore Sis just has some things she wants to say. Firstly, and Elmato, please correct me if I'm wrong, but this can't be changed. I am going to name Hardcore Haas the number one contender at Survivor Series for the FHC title. Wait a minute. Tank is the number one contender. I mean, I don't have an issue Mm. with that because Hardcore Haas is my familiar. But Tank is the number one contender, isn't he? Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the GM for the week, so I'm naming Hardcore Hop. Well, listen, listen, listen. Before you go any further, I'll say this. I personally feel very, very proud that, 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 that my hermano, Hardcore Hop, is going to get a much-deserved opportunity for the heavyweight championship, okay? We all know he deserves it, and he deserves it a hell of a lot more than that trash bag, Big T the Pizza Man, deserves a shot against me because he's been calling me out for months. And guess what? He's the top champ on Blue Brand. I'm only the lowly hardcore champ, but for some reason he's obsessed with me. So you know what he deserves? He get, deserves to get that championship taken away from La, by La Familia, but not by me, but by Hardcore Hawk. Though I know you're just doing it because you're biased, Hardcore Sis. I got to admit, I like this move. And you know what? It's not reversible because when the GM makes a decision, it's set in stone. I don't give a damn what that part-time and ass Curtis Black got to say because as far as I'm concerned right now, he ain't the GM. Too bad, so sad. You ain't gotta like it, Curtis Black. Well, wow. now there's another there's another move that I'd like to make. <laughs> but you see, this move is to prove to some new friends of mine that I'm all in with them. To prove that I have loyalty to them. And the move I'm gonna make is effective immediately. The Savior Saint is on free agency. What? <laughs> wow. Wow. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you... Did, what did you just say? I said you Savior did... Saint is going to free agency. And I'm doing you... it to show my new familia that I'm all in. What? 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 Familiar? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm doing it to prove to my new familia 
that I am all in as my new you, member of La Familia. Nope, 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 nope. Got him! Got him! You heard it right. Hardcore sis has joined La Familia. (laughs) (laughs) My, my, my. How nice it is to be one step ahead. I challenge anybody out there in the FWWC universe to call in right now because hardcore sis is on fuego! <laughs> and what is it you like uh, to uh, say, El Jefe? Listen, uh, Josie, you don't why don't like you take it? over? Uh, wait a uh, I, I, Listen, I, I'm going to have to take... I, I got to I gotta go, but you guys go ahead and keep this up because I, I'm going to go ahead and take this beer with me, though. <laughs> Get back I'll see you at the compound, El Jefe. <laughs> Jonesy, are you there? Yeah. Jonesy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I mean, I don't like it, but I guess that if you're a lot familiar, I guess I got to be nice to you now. And it's not going to be easy being being nice to to you, but welcome to La Familia Hardcore Sets. <laughs> Thank you, Jonesy. <laughs> but, hey. You know what they say. And what is it El Jefe always says if anybody out there doesn't like it? <laughs> what does he say, Jonesy? I don't remember. That they're nothing more than a dirty, dirty stinking, stinking rotten. rotten. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, what the, wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What the hell just happened here? I got locked in the damn bathroom. Well, I get back, I find a, okay. a, a can of empty beer okay. in the hallway. What the hell is okay, going well, on here? Uh, what is so funny? Somebody needs to fill me in uh, right now. Apparently, apparently, Night Owl, Hardcore Sis, being the general manager, the acting general manager of the Blue Brand, has named Hardcore Hosses number one contender for FHC at the next pay-per-view and has dropped Saint. From the blue brand, causing him to be a free agent, which means that when they do the pick em on Monday, the Saint will be able to be picked up by either the blue brand or the red brand, and she just announced that she is the newest member of La Familia. What? Man, what the hell is this crap? I'm sick and tired of La Familia coming up here trying to run every damn thing. We had a good thing going here. This is unnecessary. The Saint. It's been whooping ass on Blue Brand. And, and, and the hardcore hoss, really? That crybaby? That's who's the number one contender for the for the FWC Heavyweight Championship? Man, this is bullshit. Bullshit. You know what? This ain't done yet. I got some legal stuff that I got to look at. And quite honestly, on top of everything else, somebody came in here and drank all my damn beer. Who the hell drank my beer? That would be Elbasa. Drank my beer. Elmata. That was Elmata. 
seen El Masha drink my beer. What are you trying to say? He, El Masha threw you into the closet and drank your beer. It wasn't the it's closet, been a great, man. It was the bathroom. Well, Bantam, it's been a great FWWC segment, and now we've got the Night Owl back. But I don't like hardcore just being a lot familiar any more than what you do. But it is what it is, and... Welcome to to La Familia Hardcore Sis. I uh, can we please go to the next caller, bro? I I just need to I need to get my thoughts together here. Oh yeah 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 yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get in this this next caller. Um, try to get some uh. Some 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 order in in this place, and let, let's go ahead and get the 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 bishop in here. Bishop, what's going on, sir? How are you tonight? Jonesy, night out. How y'all doing this evening? It's been a very uh, very interesting FWWC uh, uh, segment. We got hardcore sis dropping Savior Saint from the Blue Brand. Uh, naming hardcore hostage the number one contender for the FHC. I don't know what that means with Tank. And his number one can can contendership, uh, and now she's the newest member of La Familia. <laughs> well, it has been an interesting night to say the least for La Familia. But you see, uh, I'm here because the past few nights has been quite interesting for myself because me and the Madman faced. It's you know it's funny you mention Hardcore Sis because we faced her brother. And the brick wall, James Butkus, the hefty boys. And we came out on top in that match. And we faced them Monday night when it went to a draw. But also, on Monday night, I stepped aside of the ring with a man who, during my rookie year, I hadn't been able to beat, and that's your brother, Robert. And so I finally got the drop on him Monday night. So, needless to say, it's been an interesting week for a lot of me. Bishop, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of typing away here on the tablet at, because I, I'm having a hard time trying to understand. I mean, I get it. Hardcore Sis took over for the blue. She's got her GM rights. They're they're undeniable. She's a GM for a week. But I, I just listen. I know you're a Red Brand guy, but there's got to be a part of you that doesn't feel like this is right. I mean, I know you're, you're for Red Brand. We've talked about this before. But, I mean, this is just underhanded bull crap. And somebody uh, uh, with your level of integrity cannot be okay with this, even if it is good for the Red Brand overall. Well, you know, as far as when it comes to the Blue Brand, what Hardcore Sis did, that's, that's them. That's on the Blue Brand. But you see, I am all about the red brand. And as I mentioned, GM Mayhem and I, we've had our differences in the past. Not saying that I'm for La Familia, but I'm for Bishop, I'm for Madman. As long as La Familia doesn't do anything to try to screw me over. But you see, we have plans. Now, that does kind of put a damper on me and the Madman's plans because we want to get back at those tag titles again. And so once the Saint is now a free agent, my question is, where does that leave the tag titles? Exactly. A free agent can't hold a title. 
Oh, well, shit. well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The 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 tag team championships are cross brand belts, and they are in literal possession of the blue brand. So what would happen is is that the Grim Reapers would have to defend within the blue brand first. Then after that defense, they would have to re- defend against a red brand team, even if Savior Saint is a free agent. But that does mean, though, is that Savior Saint cannot compete for any other championship that is on the red brand or blue brand until he is signed. So basically, he's limited to defending the tag team championships until he gets picked up by a brand, which I can't imagine is going to take very long. But just going based off on the brand battle scores, I think Red Brand has the first pick in the next brand battle. So does that mean that Saint ends up back on the Red Brand? I don't know. I just I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm just like you guys. I'm trying to figure it all out. So I have no idea. That's, that's something that I'm used to feeling. All right, well, Bishop, anything last that you want to say before we let you go? Last thing that I have to say, even though Saints are free agent, me and the Madman have been busting our backsides to get to those titles once again. And it doesn't matter who we have to face. If we have to beat the Fallen Souls for the 2,456th time, or if we have to face the Hefty Boys once again, we are going to get back to those tag titles. And this time, Lightning's going to strike because we will gain the gold for the first time. And on that note, gentlemen, I wish you a good night. My my DMs are blowing up right now. Everyone is furious. Everyone is upset. La Familia has once again figured out a way to complicate things here in the FWC. And I'm personally not happy. Okay? Because we had a great thing going with the Grim Reapers on the Blue Brand. Okay, the blue brand has been catching up to the red every single week since Curtis Black took over. But now, but now with this happening, with one of the top superstars in the FWC becoming the free agent, I don't even know what the hell is going on. So let's right, bring on so, another caller because we are just a few minutes away, ladies and gentlemen, from getting Dr. Tom Pritchard on the line. And I know you guys are excited to hear from him. Because he is a guy who has made his bones in the professional wrestling business for a very, very long time. And on October 12th, he's going to be at ACW in Hannibal, Missouri. It's going to be a fantastic event. We talked to Marcus Mansfield just about 20 minutes ago and had a wonderful conversation. But listen, if you are interested in getting into the world of professional wrestling, whether you're a brand-new trainee or you're a veteran that just needs some seasoning – the seminars that Dr. Tom Pritchard is going to be holding over that weekend are absolutely cannot miss. So make sure that you guys visit ACW on Facebook for more information. You can reach out to the searcher. You can reach out to Marcus Manfield directly and get more information. Again, we're just a couple of minutes away from having the Dr. Tom Pritchard join us on the show. But before we get there, we've got some more FWWC callers on the line, and they are fired up and they're passionate. So, in turn, right. let's bring up the next caller, please.
Marcus Mayhem. <laughs> oh man, I am telling you. You see, I always have a plan. I am always prepared, and the whole fact that I managed to bring in one of my brothers, Robert, on the red brand, improve his stock, send over some other people who happen to be part of La Familia that nobody knew, made her GM, had her put Harford Haas in La Familia as the number one contender, and drop Saint so I can have him? I'm telling you, this is pure genius. This is why I am the best GM of all time. I would have to agree. Uh, Night Owl? <laughs> this is gold, man. Well, listen, I'm right. going to keep this short because we've got some other callers on the line. But Marcus, Two other callers. I, I've got I've to give the, the devil his due. On the surface, this is a great move. It is a great move. i got to give it to you, okay? And yes, because... Hardcore Sis is the current GM. She gets to make sure that these things stay in place, even when Curtis Black comes back. But I'm telling you, this is no more a battle versus the overall war. And the blue brand has been catching ground on you every single week since Curtis Black took over. And as far as I'm concerned, you know what I see this as? I see it as a a desperate move. You have to have influence on the blue brand in order to make sure that the red brand stays ahead. Why not just let your performance, the matches that you guys put on, the shows that you guys put on, why not let that speak for itself? Why do you find the need to do this underhanded dirtball trash in order to stay on top? Mayhem, are you not confident enough in your roster to put together a great enough show to simply beat out the blue brand without having to do stuff like this? Listen, 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 Night Owl. Just because, listen, just because you're not as intelligent as I am and cutting and smart and good-looking as I am does not mean that I can't put on a good product. You see, we are the only brand who has someone, as in Funky Flex, who is defending his European title every week. The brand doesn't do that. And I also have to say, who has the brains? I do. Blue Brand doesn't have any brains. Well, you okay? also it have the so Hotbrand Championship, smart. which has not been defended in about two months. So let's be honest. It's not my fault. And we're going to be honest. It's not my fault. All I got to say is that, once again, I got in front of the situation. Once again, I outsmarted Curtis. Curtis can say whatever he wants. He got played once again, and the move is going to be predictable. Okay, I know how this is going to go. Just like the last time I swerved him, and we saw how that went down, I guarantee you it's going to happen. So it's it's funny because now my roster is even more stacked because we all know I'm going to be taking Saint and picking him up and bringing him to Red Brand. There is no way we're having Funky Flex, Bishop, Saint, Voorhees. I mean, guys like that, the Enchantress on Red Brand? Come on, there is no way. We're going to lose this brand battle now. Well, you know what? No matter what you've got to say, Mayhem, I've heard about enough of it. 
And we've only got about four minutes left until we bring on the legend, Dr. Tom Pritchard, a guy who's done more in the wrestling business than you guys know. I'm really looking forward uh, to talking to him. We've got a bunch of questions from the fans that we're going to be asking. But, of course, we're going to be leading into the ACW event on October um, October 12th that's happening in Hannibal, Missouri. We'll be talking all about that. But before we get there, we've got a couple of uh, callers left here in the FWWC segment. I believe up next, if I'm not mistaken, intern Timmy, we have a man who has been directly affected by the breaking news here in the FWWC segment regarding Hardcore Sis's general manager, and that is the one, the only, one of the greatest UXC champions of all time, one of the greatest hardcore champions of all time, and current FWWC undisputed tag team champions, Savior Saint. Savior, welcome to the show. Ah! This bitch. I was on a quest. If you take a look back at Monday, or sorry, Tuesday, I'm a little flustered. We beat the Kings of War, and I pinned the Intercontinental Champion, foreshadowing that I, I was coming for that title. So not only, not only did she take that away from me, she took me away from my brother Grimm, as we have been one of the most dominant tag teams so far, as we haven't lost since SummerSlam teaming together, and we've beaten nearly every tag team. We even called out the bad bitches to form up because we beat everyone else so far. My knuckles are bloody, and now I might have to call Gringo to come and redo all this damn drywall because this bitch done fucked everything up. And if Marcus Mayhem thinks that he's just going to get a happy-go-lucky saint and we're going to just dominate this brand battle, there's another thing coming. And it's me, and I'm going to knock on your fucking door each week and put you on your ass and then go out and do my job. But this, this isn't a reward for you, Marcus. You don't get rewarded this time. You're going to get your ass beat, and you're going to have your life made a living hell just like Curtis. You say you're one step ahead. Well, did you notice who rejoined SOF on Tuesday night? It was Curtis. You just left this. I can't. I, you know he's the most seductive mind, sadistic mind in the FWWC, and you left your La Familia sister on his brand alone. This ain't over. My time is up because I can't. I'm, I'm too fucking pissed. I can't talk right. All right, all right, all right. Well, we're going we're gonna to leave it there. Because Savior Saint clearly is too upset uh, uh, to monitor his language. So, thank, thank you. We appreciate how you feel. Uh, we do have to move on. We're going to squeeze in one last caller before we bring in the doctor himself, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard. And that is the FWWC heavyweight champion, Big T, the Paisan, hailing from Columbus Park. Big T, we don't have a whole lot of time, man. Please don't uh, consider that any sort of disrespect, man. We just got to go ahead and keep the show moving. But we're going to have you uh, go ahead and close out this segment, man, because it's definitely been somber, and um, the blue brand right now is up in arms with good reason because of what Hardcore Sis just did by taking over as temporary general manager, uh, giving her brother an immediate heavyweight championship title shot against you, and dropping one of the top superstars 
on the blue brand and Savior Saint, who we just heard from. Big C, the Paisan, uh, what are your thoughts tonight? First and foremost, just because a law familiar member decides he wants to put his hands on T and sneak blind him, he ain't going to sneak his way into the match. Fact of the matter is, this FHC title will not be defended against Hardcore Haas because, quite frankly, the guy hasn't did shit to deserve it. So that being said, Night L, Curtis Black, suspend me, whatever you got to do. I'm not defending this title against some degenerate who hasn't earned his bones. I don't care what he's did in the past. And that's all I got to say, gentlemen. That's what it is. This FHC title will not. Uh, looks like we lost Big T there. Uh, loud and clear there, folks. It sounds like Big T is not going to comply and uh, will not be defending the FHC. I'm curious to see how it all plays out. Uh, for more information on the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, guys, visit WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash FWWC for more information. If you've always dreamed of being a professional wrestler and don't have the physical ability, mental capacity, or financial means to do so, the FWWC is a great place to go. And if you're a professional wrestler and want to work on your promo game, the FWWC has definitely benefited many professional wrestlers uh, throughout the United States in their ability to do promos on a regular basis. So when they bring that to their audience, that they are very, very good at it. And, and quite frankly, I know that's something that our next guest can appreciate because as great as you are in the ring, your persona, your personality, and your likability are just as important with the fans outside the ring. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, allow us to welcome in for the very first time to the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee, the one, the only, the legendary Dr. Tom Pritchard. Hello, sir. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Well, thank you very much. I'm doing great. It sounds like you guys are having a full plate tonight as well. How are things in Missouri? Uh, <laughs> well, the Missouri amazing. slash Kansas yeah. City. I'll go ahead and answer that one, Joe. Uh, so, just uh, uh, Dr. Tom, just so you know, so our show is split kind of within two regions. So, uh, myself, Renee, the Night Owl, I take care of everything Midwest, Chicago, St. Louis, uh, Kansas City, Iowa, all the way out to Colorado. And then my brother Jonesy, who's my co-host uh, via the power of the Internet, is over in Baltimore, West Virginia, uh, New York, Boston, New Jersey. So he kind of covers that area uh, uh, for the Wrestle Talk podcast. So when you're on with us, you're kind of being heard throughout the greater United States. And I know that is a privilege for all of us because of the fact of you're one of those people in the pro wrestling world that is supremely, supremely respected because of the contributions that you've made and that you continue to make to the business today. So it's an honor to have you on the show, man. Well, it's an honor to be on the show. And I didn't know that we were just, uh, that we were broadcasting everywhere else too. So that's a really cool thing, man. But uh, yeah, it sounds like you you guys have, have a lot going on tonight. So that's a, a great thing for you, especially when you have to have a, have a lot of uh, talking going on. So it helps if you have people help you there along the way. <laughs> no doubt, man. Those callers yeah. definitely save our asses every single week. But you know what? 
I could be selfish and go first, but I know how much of a fan and, and follower of you my partner Joe is, so I'll go ahead and let him take the lead. Uh, Jonesy, man, take it away, brother. Oh, my goodness. I mean, where do you do, do I start? I mean, you've been a, 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 in professional wrestling for as long as I can remember. Uh, I, I guess that, that my, my, my first question is, uh, how do you feel that professional wrestling has changed throughout the years? You know, I, I I really think about that a lot, Joe, because I watched AEW the other night, and I sat there as I watched the matches go, and I uh, the crowd was hot for some, not hot for others, but at the same time, I, I give everybody who was on that card credit for going out there and giving the fans everything they had, and, and it was a diverse group of guys who, who – uh, wasn't just one style. There was there was uh, styles for every taste and uh, flavor. So um, I think in since I've been watching wrestling, I've been watching wrestling for for pretty close to over over sixty years now, man. So not over sixty years, but but pretty doggone close. And it really has changed, but the world's changed, our cultures changed, uh, technology's changed. It used to be we just had three channels on the station and uh, on the TV, and we had to get up and actually change the station. So, you know, life changes, and and that's great. Um, But as far as professional wrestling, it's still about the basics and foundation. It's still blocking and tackling. You still have to practice. You still have to hone your skills. It still has the word wrestling somewhere on the product. Uh, all elite wrestling, world wrestling entertainment. Um, so while it, it does change and the guys change, the, the women change, the uh, the combat will change. It still you're going to have a lockup somewhere in there. You're going to going to have to do something uh, to pin the man's shoulders to the mat or win by submission. So that part hasn't changed so much, but uh, the action and uh, I guess the thrill factor and, and the, the flip-flop and flies have got a lot more uh, prevalent. But that's, again, take a look at our world and take a look at what uh, the entertainment options are out there. You know, you can do, look up anything on the Internet. You can go to uh, a movie. You can, you, can, you can do anything in the world, and we're globally connected these days. So uh, I'm not one of those guys who laments the fact that it's changed, uh, but I, I don't necessarily not not everything I see do I enjoy or do I really look at and go that's great I mean I, I appreciate the uh, the energy and I appreciate the effort put forth to try and change things and and make it better or it's different uh, but at the same time uh, whatever floats your boat man I mean I'm 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 happy to to see people go out and make an effort to make a change for the better. Absolutely, I, I definitely could not have have said that uh, that that better. Now you made a, a major impact in uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling as a member of the uh, the Heavenly Bodies with both Stan Lane and Jimmy Del Rey. Can you tell us about your time with the Heavenly Bodies? That was probably you know I've had I've had a lot of really good times uh, over the years, but that was probably the most one of the most 
fun times of my life and career because uh, both Stan and Jimmy were two different guys, but just working along Jim Cornette was mm-hmm. an experience in itself, and I got to sit under his learning tree every night. It was enjoyable. It was fun. It was everything the business should be. You should be enjoying what you're doing every night. You should be enjoying what's going on in the road, on the road. You should be enjoying what's going on at the show. And that's the way Smoky Mountain was. Everybody was having a great time. Everybody was enjoying things. We weren't uh, we weren't going to get rich, but at that time in, in life, we were um, surviving. We were getting along great, and in, we were having matches with the Rock and Roll Express. I mean, how can you not enjoy uh, your time in the ring when you're in with two pros like Ricky, uh, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson? So that was a, a tremendous opportunity that came along when uh, Jim Cornette and Stan Lane decided to leave WCW, uh, Bobby got stuck there because he had a contract and a family that he really couldn't get out of. So, uh, either the contract or the family. So, uh, when they called me to come in and, and help do this new territory and be Stan's partner, I jumped at the opportunity. So, uh, it was a great learning experience. It was a great overall experience for, uh, being in the business at that time. Times were changing and we were down here in, uh, I'm living in Knoxville, Tennessee right now. I lived in Knoxville uh, when Smoky Mountain was running. So uh, I dug it, man. It was Every night was a blast. Every night was fun. And that's really what this business should be about. I mean, I don't think we got in it because we wanted to make it hard. We got in it because uh, this was a cool thing, and it's still a cool thing. It's still a cool business when it, when it can be and when you allow it to be and when you just relax, have fun, and take it all in. And that's what I did, man. It was it was great. Absolutely, I, I definitely remember those uh, those, those times watching Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Well, I don't want to take up all of the time, so Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have for uh, the Doctor Tom Pritchard? All right. Well, thank you, Joe. And those those were some great questions and some great answers, guys. So, uh, thank you for the opportunity. So, uh, Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right into it. First question is. How many times a week do you get called Bruce? I'm curious. I have to know that because I'm, I'm sure it happens all the time. Uh, no, no, it really doesn't. Uh, you know, people, we sound alike, and, and, and that's about as far as it goes. But here in Knoxville, um, especially at the school, they, they know my name and they call me by my name. But it, it doesn't happen as much as you would think it would. So, uh, yeah, not really. I will, a lot of people don't know this, and it kind of is a practical thing to put two and two together. Your brother's with Bruce Pritchard, uh, who is a guy that's also well-known in the professional wrestling world. He's got a, a podcast, and he works behind the scenes uh, with WWE. It was uh, pretty well-publicized that he signed with them again. Uh, and what was also well-publicized, Tom, is that you recently uh, came to an agreement with MLW which is also an up-and-coming, well-respected professional wrestling company on top of the training facility that you run. Uh, I'm curious, what is your role at uh, MLW, and did Jim Cornette being there play a part in you uh, signing off with them? Well, you know, I'm I'm sure that uh, – well, I'm not sure, because honest to goodness, I really don't know the exact uh, way that came about. I, you know, I, I did talk to Jim after I, I got the news, but – 
Uh, I got called back in July and asked if I would be interested in being a uh, senior road agent for MLW. And, of course, we had just opened the school in January, and uh, we're putting all our efforts into that. Glenn is, happens to be the mayor, the county mayor of Knoxville. Knox County Mayor, excuse me. So he has a little bit on his plate. But, you know, he wanted to open a wrestling school here, so we did. And I understood what the roles were going to be, and, and we're good with that. So we started in January, and uh, uh, as we went along, things started happening. And um, uh, I got the call in July from MLW, and uh, would you asked if I would like to come in and help uh, – uh, put together some of these matches, and you know they're branching out uh, worldwide. They're going to different countries, and I think they're looking for people uh, who can help them out. You know, they don't have a huge, huge staff, which is which is very cool too. So that was that was kind of how it happens, and that's uh, it happens more times than not like that in wrestling. And I'm, I've found that out through my own experience. Somebody will just call you. Out of the blue, and how it happened is is uh, I'll probably I'll probably find out when I get there. But I mean, probably somebody was, was sitting around talking and and hearing about things, and and said, "Well, hey, he's not doing anything else, so would see if he's interested." And they did, and I and I I certainly am. I leave actually Friday uh, to go to Dallas. They have a huge card with the Monterey returning, uh, taking on the Contra, and uh, so. Uh, yeah, everything's everything's coming together. Bruce went back to WWE this year, and and he's still doing the podcast, still involved, and still uh, uh, rocking and rolling. So that's that's what I'm looking to do too. Is just keep, uh, you know, once you're in this business, you you really don't get out. And it's, it's the, even as much as you try, and, and I haven't really tried. I was just pretty much forced to the sideline. But we still. Um, always belong to it because it's just what we are and who we are and what we do. So I was very, very fortunate that uh, MLW called, very, very fortunate that I have a chance to go in and and get back in the mix and and really get my feet wet again. And uh, I think it'll help JPWA as well. I mean, here in Knoxville, we've been very fortunate. We're on our third class right now. So uh, I had... 12 people in the second class. I had four people in the first class, and then this class had uh, had 11, and one guy dropped out, and we went to 10. So, I mean, hopefully people are going to get the word out or, or hear about it and uh, hear about our involvement with MLW and um, go from there. So it's, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. You have a lot of diverse uh, options. I mean, yeah, you have a lot of diverse options. Let me just say that. Well, well Tom, let, let me ask you about this. You talk about diversity. When, when you look forward to your time with MLW, which is right around the corner, uh, you can't be oblivious to the fact that you're going to go into a roster that's got some pretty legit people that are on the brink of having major success. And when I say that, I'm referencing specifically uh, MJF, who's also with MEW. He's a mainstay at MLW. And then uh, the beautiful former guest of the WrestleTalk podcast, uh, Celine, I'm sorry, the beautiful and talented Selena De La Renta. So when you look to, um, to the future with MLW, do any of those things get you excited 
just thinking that you're going to have the opportunity to, to potentially write some of the stuff that will end up on TV for talent that by the by the estimation of many uh, um, pundits such as us are the next generation of great performers in the professional wrestling business. My gosh, man. I mean, what about Hammerstone? What about Dynasty? You're right, MJF. Oh, indeed. Uh, yeah, Hammerstone my is the God. man as well. Alex is, is crazy good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 very much uh, excited about uh, the fact that there is so much talent. Now, Selena is incredible. I I could not agree with you more. She went toe to toe with I, Conan. Tom, I see yeah. you and the white boy go toe to toe, and that was beautiful. But seeing the Selena De Laurenta and Conan go toe to toe, man, that that speaks a lot to her ability at such a young age. I know you've got to be yeah. at the at that opportunity. Yeah, she's 22 years old. I remember Tammy Sitch at 22 years old. She, I don't think she could touch Selena, uh, quite honestly. And and uh, the talent is incredible. So I, that's that's a huge reason I even said yes because it's like uh, it's not this MLW is not just some independent uh, wrestling show. It, it's it's legit. You're right, man. It really yeah. is. So uh, I'm I'm very. Very excited about flying in Dallas. Uh, I'll fly on Friday night and uh, watching the Von Erics against the Contra unit and uh, the Dynasty and all the stars. Man, there are so many stars there and so many guys just waiting to break out. And uh, it's a great place to be. Jacob Fatu is incredible. And I think yes. the only reason uh, he, he's there right now is because he probably enjoys his time in the ring and he enjoys doing what he's doing. Because once you get to a, um, I don't know how to say, how to, a, I want to say a major company, but let's just say WWE, for instance. Once you're there, you're there, and it becomes a, a whole different world. So I think he digs being in uh, MLW, and I think that um, – uh, it, it's it's going to be a really cool time. Some of the young talent there, Myron and and uh, Ace. Myron Reed, hot fire. Yes. See him in huh? person. He's fantastic. Uh, he's yeah, fantastic. I, I I met him. I just I met him a couple of weeks ago here at a show in Knoxville, and I had seen him on uh, watching, getting myself familiar with MLW, and he stood out as one of those guys. That, he's only been wrestling three years. He's a young guy. And you, you know, just you see somebody and they stand out, and you go, "I want to see where this guy's at in two years," and he's one of those guys. And that, that's so cool. And, and it's funny because you reference guys that I've had the opportunity uh, to see personally, and uh, there's really nothing better than seeing somebody take their talent and really be able to capitalize on it, like we're seeing with some of the young talent. We've had uh, Punishment Martinez on the show. He's now obviously doing oh, very well. Another one, yeah. In NXT. Yeah. Yeah, and, and ACH, uh, a.k.a. Jordan Miles, uh, another guy yeah. who just worked his ass off and, and earned the position that, that, he, uh, that he's got now. But uh, that said, Doc, uh, we do have a longtime fan who's been on hold basically since the beginning of the show. Uh, looking for an opportunity to ask you a question. So as long as you're okay with it, we'd love to bring on a fan with a fan question. Are you all right with that? I'm okay with anything you guys want to do. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so let's go ahead and bring on uh, a regular listener of the WrestleTalk podcast, our amigo, Dewan Mills, out of uh, Kansas City. Dewan, what do you got on your mind for the doctor tonight? 
Man, first of all, let me say what an honor it is, man, to be on the line with a legend. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Tom, I've been a fan of yours a long time, man. And I noticed, you know, like I said, I was doing a little bit of research, and you've trained a lot of guys, a lot of guys that, that have become legends in themselves in the world of professional wrestling. My question for you, sir, is which is one of the favorite guys you've ever trained with or have the privilege to teach what you know in the ring? Yeah, you can't. You cannot go out without mentioning The Rock or Kurt Angle, Mark Henry. Um, guys, those are, those are the guys that come to mind right off the bat. They were a pleasure to work with. They were business all the way. They were absolute naturals in the ring. Uh, Mark took a little bit more time than uh, Kurt and Rock, obviously. But um, everybody who, who I got to step in the ring with uh, and, and went on, to be successful uh, was pretty cool to work with, and and even the guys who didn't didn't have a long career or uh, stayed in it for up until the time they said they had enough. I really can't think of anybody that wasn't great to work with. But the guys who really stood out, especially in the beginning when there was no uh, performance center, when there was no really developmental system yet, we were just starting in the TV studio in Stanford. Uh, it would have to be Rock, Mark Henry, and Kurt Angle right off the bat. Great guys. Well, that's awesome, man. I sure appreciate that. Uh, Dewan, we Anytime. got time for one more question, man. We got time for one more question, man. What else you got uh, for Dr. Tom Pritchard? Man. Uh, again, always a long-time wrestling fan. Uh, do you have any favorite ribs or stories or anything that's hilarious uh, that one of the boys did back in the day? Either you ribbed somebody or somebody <laughs> ribbed you. What's one of your favorite stories from back in the day? How, how much time do I have? I mean, for real. Oh, you guys got to go off hey, a hey, certain listen, time. You're the doctor. <laughs> when the doctor is well, in, the appointment goes as long as you're willing to go. We'd love to have you for another 15 if you're able. I'm I'm able to do anything you want, man. That's that's what I'm trying to say. But it, this is this kind of awesome. turned into a rib, but but it it really started when uh, uh, we started going to WWF at the time. Uh, Jim Cornette, myself, Jimmy Del Rey were going to we we'd just have a shot at SummerSlam in uh, 1993, and at that time we were in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Tracy Smothers is a great great friend of mine, and and. A tremendous athlete, tremendous wrestler. He's been around for a long time. Uh, well, anyway, we, the Rock and Roll Express and the Heavenly Bodies uh, got to go to WWF, WWF at that time again. I'll just say WWE from now on uh, for Survivor Series, and we that was around Thanksgiving, and we were in Boston, and we had this Southern style match that just did not get over, and it was just nobody cared, and, and you know we thought we thought we had a good match, but I heard Bruce say the other day it just the timing was off, and yes, it was. We were in a huge ring we weren't working anyway so tracy smothers is here and, and he's uh i've been kind of messing with tracy because i that's that's just how i do things and i was having i thought i was just playing with him and i thought he was getting the rib i thought he knew i was just messing with him but tracy was getting a little agitated irritated because we were going to boston and we were doing these pay-per-views and, and nobody else was going yet at the time the plan was to uh kind of alternate talent and bring some talent back and forth and use Smoky Mountain as kind of a developmental area. You know, that was 
that was talked about. Well, we came back after Survivor Series, and uh, Ricky and Ricky Morton and I were talking, and and he said something about you. You well, let me back up because Tracy had been hurting people in the ring. It was an accident, but he just you know sometimes you go on this 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 spur of uh, accidents, I guess, and he and he hit Brian Lee, who's a good friend of mine, in the eye, and Brian had to get. Uh, I think 17 or however many stitches. I don't really remember anymore. I think 112, 1300, whatever. Anyway, so Ricky and I were talking, on, and Ricky said, you know, you, you might not want to mess with him because he's, uh, he's getting pretty tired of us. And no, he's just an idiot, and you can quote me on that. And we went to the town that night, and, uh, you know, we, we, we flew in together, obviously, and we stopped at Cracker Barrel, and, Cracker Barrel, and we had uh, Thanksgiving dinner. We kayfabe, of course, and then we went to the town, and it was different dressing rooms. A baby face on one side, the heels on the other, and Ricky went in and told Tracy exactly what I said. Well, that didn't sit too well with Tracy, and he's working with Brian that night, and they go out, and they're supposed to do a deal, and Tracy's not going for the deal, and Tracy's just mad, and he's he's just being he's just upset. So we have the battle royal and Tracy comes after me and he, and all the boys pull him apart, pull us apart. And I said, no, 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 let's get it out of his system. Now let him just take his shots and it'll be done. That's fine. I'll let me do that and it'll be fine. And he'll feel bad about it the next day and apologize, but I'll take a shot. I don't care. I was just, I was ready for it. Well, I'm riding back home with Brian that night. And, uh, Tracy hurt his ankle somewhere in the match or in the battle royal, and and uh, Brian and I are talking, and so we see the Rock and Roll Express, and Tracy's riding back with them, and I said, Brian, pull over. He says, No, 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 don't worry about it. So we they went on, and then we pulled over and went, you know, did a pit stop, and then came back, and then we saw them on the side of the road, and I said, Brian, pull over. So he this time he did pull over. They're they're on the side of the road. Ricky and Robert, Robert are outside on the side of the road doing what you would do on the side of the road after you'd had a six-pack of beer or whatever. And uh, Tracy's in the back resting his ankle. So I got out. And Tracy, uh, Brian got out. And Tracy looks, and he sees me, and he can't wait to get out. So he gets out, and he starts – we start jawing back and forth. And I said something to Ricky. Ricky threw a – Ricky pushed me, or I threw a beer can at Ricky, whichever how it happened. I don't remember right now, but I remember this part. So Tracy starts saying stuff, and then he starts doing jabs at me and stuff like that. And and all of a sudden, the next thing I know, it's like we're locking up in the ring. It's not like two guys who want to fight. It's like this is a half-ass lockup. Like one guy doesn't want to fight, and the other guy's glad, that kind of stuff. Well, Next thing we know, there's blue lights, and it's the cops. And the cop stops, and uh, he gets out of his car, and we said, he says, what are you all doing here? So, oh, we just stopped on the side of the road. We're just playing. We're just working on some spots for our match tomorrow night. And he said, we don't do that around this county. You got 15 seconds to get out of here. I'm hauling you all in. So he said, yes, sir, and we got in our car, and we left. So... It was ridiculous. It was stupid, and we laughed about it later. But the next day, you know, I went in uh, to whatever town we were in. I waited in the babyface dressing room to see Tracy, and he apologized. I apologized. I said, look, man, I've been talking about you. Yes, I have, but come on, Tracy. We need to handle it like adults, not just out on the side of the road, not like you're going to beat somebody up. Come on. 
so that that was about the closest as a rib um, that, that I can tell that I can talk about. The other ribs, I'm not so sure. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think I need to do that. I don't know if the statute of limitations are up yet or not. So it's all good. <laughs> Better to yeah. be safe than sorry, right? <laughs> Boy, in my life well, it is. Yeah. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Well, Jonesy, I know I have at least uh, uh, one more question, but I don't want to be selfish. Dewan, thank you for those. Uh, 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 awesome uh, questions that you brought to the table, but I want to throw it over to Nightmare Jones. Jonesy, why don't you go ahead and jump back in here with any questions that you might have for Dr. Tom Pritchard? Oh, my goodness. I mean, what else can I ask? I mean, you have, have helped train some of the the biggest professional wrestling today. I'm talking about, you know, Mark Henry, Shane McMahon, the Bella Twins, Dolph Ziggler, The Rock. Kurt Angle, Edge and Christian. Uh, how does it feel training all of these mega superstars? Uh, they, you know, here's the thing. I think they would have been superstars no matter what. I just happen to be at the right place in the right time. And no matter what would have happened or how they would have come along, those guys had the drive and the determination uh, to do what they needed to do to be successful. And that's really what it takes. The key to learning this business or anything else is to have the confidence and the belief that you can and you will do it. And uh, especially on October 12th, I have two seminars. I have one for advanced and one for beginners. And it's really the same thing for the beginners that the advanced people need to know because you need to start at the beginning with the confidence. You've got to believe you can do this. You can't have that doubt. You can't let it pollute your mind. And that that's what Angle had. That's what Rock had. That's what Mark Henry had. That's what everybody who, who I've ever trained and was successful, they had that one factor, that common denominator. They were confident and they believed in themselves. They knew they were stars and they were going to prove that. You have to have that performer's ego. You have to believe. And it's not going to sit well with everybody, but you're going to have to ruffle some feathers because, uh, you know, you don't get a poem from iced tea and you don't make an omelet if you don't crack a few eggs. And I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. The fact is you have to stir (laughs) the pot. You really do. You know, man, you you have to get a little drunk sometimes to write some creative stuff. I mean, you've got, you've got to mix the eggs up if you want to make an omelet. You really do. And if you want to be successful, you've got to invest in yourself. You've got to believe in yourself. But, but you also have to do it the right way. You have to fail. You've got to lose to know how to win. You've got to throw a lot of stuff up against there and, and keep what works. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, it really makes me feel proud when, when some of the people, well, all the people that, that I've had the chance to even step in the ring with or, or, or help, whether it was a day or an hour, um, if they took anything I said and, and applied it or anything they saw, applied it that was that I was instrumental in having them do or see then by all means I'm I'm happy for them I really really am you know I do you guys are you guys familiar with Jamie Dundee yeah okay never mind how are you okay great well Jamie well well, listen we had Bill Dundee on the show about a month ago so you know a little bit of a leg up a little little bit of a leg up Right. So, but I told Jamie a long time ago, and and Jamie's a good guy. He really is. He's just Jamie, <laughs> and Bill's his dad. So you you got to forgive him on, on a lot of things. But I told Jamie a long time ago. You know, Jamie, 
Sometimes it's better to remain silent and be thought of an idiot than speak up and remove all doubt. And he'll he never forgot that. Amen. And I, and he and he would quote that to me every time. Every time I see him, and he, and he, and he, he because he appreciated. I was trying to tell him he was he was his own worst enemy. He would say things, do things. Uh, around the wrong people at the wrong time, and it was getting him nothing but heat. And he he didn't understand it, and I, and I tried to explain it to him. And that's part of coaching. That's part of teaching as well. So um, I, I you don't know you can do it until you do it, and I don't know that I'm always right and, or wrong, but there's not a whole lot of distance between a pat on the back or a kick in the ass, and you have to figure out what works for who. And sometimes you kick them in the ass, and they really need a pat on the back or just a hug or just somebody to sit down and talk to. And the guy, sometimes you pat on the back, really does need to be pushed and needs to be kicked in the ass and needs to be motivated and needs to be pushed to his limit because nobody else has done that. So I tried it with some, failed, succeeded, and you got to just keep moving on. So uh, no matter who I step in the ring with, and again, on October 12th, I'm going to have the chance to talk to the beginners just starting their journey and hopefully some of the guys who, who are along their way, maybe they're three or five years in, who come um, looking for answers or looking for direction or just looking for something to hear that, that tells them they can do this. And, and let me tell you this before I forget and before we run out of time. I remember hearing this when I was 12 years old. And I, would, I took karate and I, I started when I was 10. Um, but somebody came to our, our dojo and I think it was an Amway salesman, whatever it was, he was trying to sell us, but this is, this is what I took away from it. He said, there's three kinds of people in this world, those who try. And when they don't make it, they say, at least I tried. Then there's those who give it their best shot. And when they don't make it, they say, well, at least I gave it my best shot. And then there's those who say, whatever it takes. And somehow a, a bell just went off in my head, and, and it was like, yeah, these people are no different than you or me, except they didn't stop. They did whatever they wanted to do to succeed and make their dreams come true. Why is somebody different than you? I had no connections in wrestling. I had no no contacts um, or available way inside. And when I broke in, you had to have it inside. Well, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I was just determined to do it. So how does that happen? If it can happen to me, you can do it as well. And it's true because I'm no different than anybody else, except I've just got to live my dreams. And I should have lived my dreams even more except for the mistakes I've made. But the mistakes I've made, uh, I can learn from and others can learn from too. Don't do what I did. Do what I tell you to do and you will be fine. Wow. Those are some, those awesome. some definitely would. Yes, absolutely awesome. And I have one more question and I'll send it back to uh, Renee. Uh, you were part of a uh, another group in the WWE, uh, the Body Donna, with uh, Chris Candino, uh, can can you tell us about your time in the Body Donna? Uh, Joe, that was probably the worst 
time in my life and career because while I lived, yeah, thanks, Joe. No, I love Chris. Chris Candido, I've known him since he was a kid. And a kid, I know I knew him when he was seventeen, and he and Tammy had come to uh, Memphis, and then he came to the Smoky Mountain. But Chris, <clears throat> excuse me, Chris loved the business. Chris was dedicated and passionate, and and he 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 was he was great. He was he was just like me as a kid, except more so. Um, but. <sighs> Uh, the body Donna's was not me, man, and, and and it was stupid. It was ridiculous. I w- it was a job at that time. And when wrestling becomes a job to you, it's not fun, and that's when you know something's wrong. And I knew something was wrong, but I wasn't ready to just step out of that. So the body Donna's was terrible, horrible, ridiculous. I hated every minute. I hated cutting my hair. I hated dyeing my hair blonde in a crew cut. Uh, yeah, it pretty much stuck on ice. We knew it. And uh, but we didn't. I didn't say anything because I was in a real touchy situation. I didn't want to make waves. Um, it's my fault. I should have. I should have made waves, and I should have stood up. But I didn't. And Chris did on occasion. But but we had the other element involved. And 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 Tammy was that other element who who was not helping our cause at all because it was chaos. It was a whirlwind, and it was like. Uh, being at sea, for I, I described my time in the business being at sea for 40 years, and all of a sudden, uh, well, at that time, I guess 20 years, um, being at sea and st- all of a sudden stepping off on dry land, and you have to get your sea legs under you. It takes a little while. Uh, back then, it was not good because we were we were on the stormy sea every day, and it was drama and and just. Just things that didn't make it pleasant. It was not a good time. So thanks, Joe. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding thanks about that. I mean, you know. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Joe, I'm, I'm going to jump in here, and I've got a kind of a, a two-part question. And, and yeah. you know, Tom, I know half an hour, 45 minutes is not nearly enough to cover all the stuff that we want to talk about. Um, but I'm going to hit you with a two-parter here. So, at WrestleMania 10, the Heavenly Bodies faced uh, the Bushwatch, the Bushwhackers in a dark match, uh, which I know a lot of fans probably did not see or get a chance uh, uh, to hear about. But I wanted your thoughts on that because the Bushwhackers are also a, a Hall of Fame uh, tag team in professional wrestling. And then you also spent some time with Paul E. Dangerously, a.k.a. Paul Heyman, over at Extreme Championship Wrestling. So I wanted to maybe get your thoughts on facing the Bushwhackers and a synopsis of your time over at Extreme Championship Wrestling. Butch and Luke were great guys, and I'd known them for years. And when we came in there, by that time, they were they were doing the comedy act. But I knew them when they were the sheep herders and uh, the hardcore guys that would go out and just be outrageous and, and start riots. So the the cool thing about it was it was Madison Square Garden, the first time in Madison Square Garden, and no matter what you say, any time you have a chance to to say you wrestled, I don't, yeah, would, I, would we have loved the main event? Of course, but just being there and, and being able to wrestle uh, in the garden was, was something in itself. Once we got there and we saw it, it was like, this is this is very cool vibe. 
but it was like every other arena you had been to. It was aging. It, it, it had that that vibe, that feel, that wrestling feel to it. Uh, so that that was a real cool time. And we, uh, you know, uh, I, I, it wasn't my first time in New York, but it was my first time in New York wrestling. And and uh, we weren't really familiar with where to go, so we uh, uh, went to the, went to the hotel and. Cornette couldn't find a place to park, so we just parked right in front of the hotel. And you can't do that in New York City, so they towed our rental car, and we had to get it out the next day. So that was how that went. But, but uh, and then ECW, uh, that was another thing. When I went to the ECW arena, and I'd, I've been there since. And, I, you know, I, I always remembered uh, when I went to the ECW arena, I thought it had a stairway where you could go downstairs and into, like, this basement. That's what I remembered about ECW was one building, and obviously it's not that, or it might have been, or they might have. I know they remodeled it just now, just the arena. Um, but that was a place where when I walked in that dressing room, I knew I was among like-minded people. It was the, um, you know, the the culture in the business back then was a lot different than it is today. And thank God it is that way today because it's it's a lot better for everybody concerned. But ECW was every bit the renegade, outlaws, uh, don't give a damn, walk in here if you, at, your, at your own plight, walk in here and, and take your chance. And we did. And when we walked in, uh, everybody felt the, the same way we did, and we felt the same way they did. How's that? And uh, Paul was always entertaining. Paul was always uh, – Paul is a leader. Love him, hate him, whatever you want to say. But he knows how to lead. He knows how to get his troops to fight for him. He knows how to get his troops to go on the front lines and die for him if need be. And that's that's an impressive trait to have, I think. And that's what I saw, and that's what I admired about Paul Heyman. Tell you what, uh, Tom, um, that's I'm kind of speechless because of some of the the experiences that you've had in the professional wrestling world are, are, are things that fans such as myself and Nightmare Jones absolutely dream of. And at the end of the day, man, you can always tip your cat to a guy that's been in the business as long as you have and has been as successful as you have. And you've been all over the place, and your name is recognizable, and there's a reason why people need to make sure that they make their way out to American Championship Wrestling on October 12th in Hannibal, Missouri. Make sure you guys visit ACW on Facebook for more information on that. With all that said, Doctor, I want to go ahead and play to your competitive nature because we all know you're the kind of guy that doesn't back down from anybody. It doesn't matter if the white boy takes a, 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 a freaking noose uh, and ties it around your neck and drags you all through the studio. You're the kind of guy that's going to get up and always fight back. So the question is, are you willing to take me on one-on-one for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge? Night Owl versus the Dr. Tom Pritchard. Because the Pope shit in the woods is a very Catholic. Come on, of course. <laughs> right, let's go, Chico. Let's see who's got yeah. it tonight. 
Intern Timmy, hit the music. Let's get into tonight's edition of the Wrestling Talk Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the to this week's edition of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best out of two thaw, two falls. Our contestants are the night I have a name Martinez and Doctor Tom Pitchard. In a few moments I will ask you three questions about a a, a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two balls will win tonight's game show challenge. Now, in honor of tonight's guest, tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast game show challenge is titled Smoky Mountain High. I will give you background information on three individuals who were members of the Smoky Mountain Wrestling roster. When they think you know who I'm talking about, just shout out your answer. So, I'm going to give you a couple clues and you just shout out your answer. Every wrestler is going to be a wrestler that was a part of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, Dr. Tom, are you ready? I am ready. Night Owl, so are you ready? Wait, wait a minute. Wait, let's make sure I know what's going on here. So you're going to go ahead and start giving us clues, and as soon as we know the answer, we just shout it out, right? Well, yeah. now, yeah, I, hold on. That's a good point there, Renee, because I just want to know here if we – we shout it out together at the same time. What, who, how do you know who goes first? Do you have to say buzz, or do you have to say ding, or do you have to say, like, one word and then say what's the answer? <laughs> well, Jonesy, uh, so whoever you hear first wins, right? Uh-huh. Is that, is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. Well, that okay. sounds like Sounds a handicap. Okay. Let's right. do it. Hey, cool. listen, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I'm no Smoky Mountain wrestling expert. Okay, I do have bluegrass brawlers written by John Cosper, forwarded by Jim Cornette, but I've not read the book yet, but when it comes to Smoky Mountain, you are definitely much more of an expert, Tom, than I am. Good, so, either good way, point. it doesn't matter. You're the one with the yeah. handicap, but I'm willing and ready to take on the very best in the business today. So, let's get it on. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. This wrestler has been in the sport for nearly 30 years. Smoky Mountain Wrestling gave him his first mainstream exposure to the pleasure of wrestling. Nope. Kane. Nope, not Kane. To Dr. Tom Pritchard. No. Uh, to professional wrestling fans in the United States. So he's a Canadian wrestler. He was a member of the Thrill Storm. Tag Team. Brett it's Hart. not Lance Storm. No, 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 Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is correct. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Has won. Question number two. This wrestler began his career in nineteen ninety two after a stint in the USWA. He went on to be one half of the most controversial tag teams in the history of professional Chris wrestling. In Smoky- no. In Smoky Mountain Al Wrestling. Damn it. Not Al Snow. He went he okay. went on to ECW as a tag team partner Mankind. of John Cronus. No. no. As a tag team partner of John Cronus as the Gangsternators. Not Saturn. As the Gangsternators and Mustafa Saeed has. D'Lo Brown. As, 
New Jack Who? is correct. Who said Damn New Jack? It. Your partner, Renee. I just knew it wouldn't be that obvious. One, one. One, one. It comes all down to this. After a stint in WCW, this wrestler went to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He, during his time, he also competed in ECW. After leaving both promotions, he went on to win the WWF Hardcore. Nope. He went to win uh, the WWF Hardcore, the Tag Team, and World, and World Championship. He is known for his Mick multiple pushes. Mick Foley is correct, Tom. Richard, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Yes. That's right. Nick Foley. Here is your music, sir. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they stay there. Wow. You know what? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say I have lost to better men on multiple times. I've lost to Paul Orndorff. I lost to Tully Blanchard. And really, every single time, it's an honor. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to Dr. Tom Pritchard for whooping my ass in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Game Show Challenge. Uh, Dr. Tom, tell the people what they have to know about the Kane Super Super Show experience on uh, October 12th over at the Admiral Coons Armory. Well, before the show even starts that day, we have a beginner seminar that starts at 10 o'clock and goes to 1130. Uh, then advanced people who want to come in uh, from 12 to 130, we're going to go over a little bit of psychology and what you really need to know to get to the next level. So later that night, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be doing in the ring or if I'm going to be doing anything at all because, you know, cards subject to change. But it is at the Emerald Coots Armory in Hannibal, Missouri, and I'm sure you can look it up. Uh, but the, I, I do know the address is 301 Warren Barrett Drive, and uh, it's going to be a great night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Glenn and I are going in uh, with the express uh, idea of having fun and having people walk away with uh, learning something or knowing something they didn't before they got there. And listen, for any aspiring wrestler or any wrestler just starting out uh, three to five years in the career or even longer, if you want to just stop by, come on in, hear what I have to say, ask some questions, because you can never ask enough questions in this business, especially when you're starting out. I never know all the answers. I never knew all the answers, and I find out stuff all the time. And it's it's just because the business is ever-changing. Um, but one thing that never does change is you have to have drive, you must have the confidence, and you must believe in yourself, but you have to practice. You can't just do it once or twice a month and expect to be great at this. If you want to learn how to be a professional wrestler, you have to do it. If you want to be a stand-up comedy a comedian, you can't just tell jokes in an empty building. You have to go out and try open mic night. You have to go out and do stuff in front of people. That's how you know if it's working or not. So, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. 
uh, October 12th in Hannibal, and I hope everybody comes out and uh, has fun with us. Also, let me just, if I can, say this. Uh, JPWA, this, or if you could check out our website, it's jpwrestlingacademy.com. Our next class is going to be six weeks, last class of nineteen or nineteen of 2019. Uh, we have a six-week session that begins November 4th and goes through December 13th. But before that, on October 26th, we have a fantasy camp, a one-day fantasy camp. But that's all on our website, jpwrestlingacademy.com. Just check it out. We've got some cool pictures on there. Um, and we have a really great school and an opportunity, and uh, the four people who started with us in January are already getting booked uh, around the southeast. Two of them are going to Can- – well, one of them is going to Canada, along with one of the second-class people uh, in two weeks, uh, three weeks, I think it is now. Anyway, uh, so that's – I just want to leave you with that and, and have everybody come out on the October 12th as well. And check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Glenn's looking forward to it as well because he's from that neck of the woods. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I am honored to have lost to Dr. Tom Pritchard. I do want a rematch in the near future. And, Dr. Tom, the only thing I can leave you with is this. When you've traveled the Midwest, the Southeast, and the South over all these years of pro wrestling, just as your home run shot, man, Missouri, Tennessee, Kentucky, Who's got the best barbecue, man? Settle the debate right now here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Wow, you're putting me right on the spot. Right on what the spot. What do you got, Tom? I, you know, listen, listen. I am from Texas, and Texans know how to barbecue better than anybody in the world. That's just my opinion. Woo! Wow. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, wow. sir. This man is taking no prisoners. Ladies and gentlemen, WLW's very own, the Glenn Jacobs and Dr. Tom Pritchard Wrestling Academy is absolutely on fire. Thank you so much for supporting us during episode 262 of the Wrestling Talk Podcast. Uh, Tom, all we can say is this. Thank you for being a part of the show. Welcome as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family, and we really do hope that we get an opportunity to talk to you again before the end of the year, man. Grace and peace to you, my friend. Thank you. Well, call me anytime. I'd be glad to come on. That would be great. I really do appreciate it. So, Joe, Renee, you guys enjoy yourself, and I hope I see you on the 12th. Well, you guys aren't going to be there because you're in different parts of the country. We already covered that in the beginning of the show, but I just messed up that. Sorry. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. A.W. American Championship Wrestling on October 12th. Thank you to The Searcher. Thank you to Marcus Mansfield. And, of course, thank you to the legend, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Intern Timmy, you know what to do. Hit the music. Jonesy, close us out. We are done for Episode 262 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Grace and peace, Thanks, everybody. Guys. Good night. Peace. Until next week, 
This has been the Best of Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Peace! With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.